presenting our sponsor, the incredible No Solo brand. Newport founded by John and Sarah Torresenta. Discover No Solo's well-crafted hats, stylish tees, and cozy sweatshirts at their website, nosolobrand.com. That's N-O-S-O-L-O-B-R-A-N-D.com. We love supporting locally owned businesses here at Totally Preventable, especially those that give back to our community in the way that No Solo does. No Solo proudly supports mental health awareness with a percentage of your purchase going to the National Alliance on Mental Illness. So join the cause, embrace comfort and style, and support a fantastic local business when you buy from No Solo. Visit No Solo's online store at nosolobrand.com. Hey, Polly. Hey, Greg. How are you? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Who's on the pod today? So today we have some local celebrities. And by local celebrities, I mean some of our coworkers. Oh, is that where they all are? <laughs> That's where they all are. So today we're actually going to be talking to our uh, two of our newest uh, coalition coordinators. We have Amy Lynch from Newport and we have Brian Goff from Tiverton Little Compton. Yeah, so they're going to be... Prison a little bit, see how much they've learned? A little bit, you know, even though we're all in the same office, we don't always get to know what's going on. And uh, today they're going to be talking about their, you know, their learning curves with you know what's going good, what's uh, what's um, needs they have, and show us you know what's what they've been doing. Sure. Yeah. So it's going to be pretty good to hear about what the different communities have going on. I know, um, even though we have the same initiatives, we don't all go about them the same way. So right. it's going to be pretty cool to see. All right. All right. So without further ado. So today, joining us on the Totally Preventable Podcast, we have the Newport Prevention Coalition Coordinator, Amy Lynch, and Tiverton Little Compton Coordinator, Brian Goff. How are you both doing today? I'm doing great. Me too. Doing well. Right. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Well, glad to be here. Hi, everybody. So to start us off, why don't you each tell us a little bit about yourself? I'm Amy Lynch, and I am a native Newporter, and I'm luckily able to give back to my community. Since meeting Rebecca Elwell, I was able to be part of the team, and my children attend the schools at in Newport at Rogers, and getting the opportunity to help kids make better choices is something that I'm I'm happy to get to do with everybody. Uh, I'm Brian Goff. I am the coordinator for Tiverton Little Compton. I am not a native New Englander. I grew up in the Midwest and was smart enough at an early age to get out of there. Came out this way. Um, I'm on my third career, I believe. Uh, I retired after about 30 years working in industry and uh, came into this role kind of unexpectedly after uh, an early retirement got the opportunity to kind of look at it and say, hey, I can be creative and do good things. Um, so uh, jumped in, got my feet wet over the past year and still have so much more to learn. <laughs> so that's me. So you're both fairly new, under a year, right? Brian, you're still under mm -hmm. a year. Um, so what do you think the most difficult part of um, running a coalition? Certainly for me, um, it's been trying to rebuild interest in the coalition. Mm -hmm. I think over time, Tiverton and Little Compton both had tremendous programs going. Uh, but over the course of COVID, uh, there was an impact, uh, certainly an impact. People were not connected to the coalition as much. 
Um, and it, it sort of went down from there. We also lost funding because the grant ran out that was uh, funding all of our programs. So we're in the process of trying to rebuild, reconstitute, put a new coalition together for both Tiverton and Little Compton. That I'm hoping will get more interest in the community and in our schools, and hopefully we'll be able to pull people back in so that we can have a very active, collaborative group working together. Yeah, I agree with Brian. I think um, putting our name out there and just really re-engaging and um, talking to the community about the issues really facing um, our community and 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 letting them know that it takes more than just one person to make changes and uh, definitely building the coalition, um, like Brian had mentioned, I think from there you can see changes really actually happen. So um, that has been has been tough, but it's a task we're willing to take on, right? Right. Yep. What kind of people are you looking for? Like if someone's listening and like, oh, I'm kind of interested, but they wouldn't want me. Oh. We want you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, parent uh, parents are 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 wonderful to have on because they're seeing the interactions their their kids are having with one another, and they're like our like uh, just like teachers. They're our boots on the ground, um, and I think they would be a great impact to our um, our coalition. Um, as, just to name a few, the teachers and parents. How about you, Brian? You know, we have a lot of different types of groups that we need to pull into the coalition, different segments of the community that we need to. But for me, the type of individual that we want to pull in, but hopefully kind of mirror the things that we've been talking about over the last several months and tie into things that I've thought my whole career. I, I've ended up in jobs that had this stigma around telling people no right? I spent many years in HR and people think of HR as the group that tells people what they can't do. I, I want people that can tell people how they can do things that are healthy for them, good for them, how to, how to advance yourself. If that's their interest, if people, if we get people that want to help, want to make sure that people are making good decisions, that's the type of individual we want. Somebody that has that mentality of, I'm going to tell people they can't do something, that doesn't help, right? That that doesn't advance our cause. It doesn't make people make good decisions. So trying to get people that have a very realistic mindset around the issues that we deal with um, and can get creative and can be good educators and get involved with all the different parts of the community. This is a time commitment of being a coalition member. Um. <laughs> I would like to say as little or as much as you want, it is sort of that way. Um, we minimally want people to be involved monthly to kind of discuss what's happening in the community and come up with ideas. So that's a once a month type of commitment uh, for a meeting. But outside of that, we'd like people to be involved a little bit more in going to those activities and programs that we build, right? So it's not just us putting that together, but we've got partners from the community that come along. Not everybody can do that. Not everybody can spend that kind of time. Um, but if you've got some time that you can participate, that's great. We'll take anything, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Every little Absolutely. bit helps. Mm -hmm. Now, 
when I think of coalition, I think of uh, work being done in all different ways, like an octopus with arms going everywhere. Are there specific initiatives that um, either both of your co uh, coalitions look to um, look to work with programs and services in, or do you have individual or separate uh, programs that you both work on? Yeah, um, currently one of the largest problems in Newport is children that are vaping in the middle school and high school. Um, so having the opportunity to see if we can make some changes in the smoking tobacco, even cannabis um, policy in the Newport school systems is something that I'm really trying very hard to um, work with the school committee on. We have a few meetings that um, have already taken place uh, with two of the um, school committee members um, that are also part of the, their wellness um, committee. And the hope is that we can find a better solution um, for these kids to understand the risks associated with um, smoking, vaping, um, and cannabis. Um, and and, and instead of suspending them and keeping them out of school, which absenteeism is a huge problem across the state, maybe we figure out a divergent plan that the kids are learning why this is not something they, they should put into their bodies, but still having the opportunity to be at school um, as well to get support on how to quit. So that has been um, something that's really important to me that I... Um, have taken on. It's a fun thing about coalitions because each of the coalitions in different municipalities we're dealing with very similar topics, but we address it in very specific ways for that community and what's happening in that community and what is needed. So the programs that Amy's working on, it's great. I'm learning from what she's doing, but they may not apply exactly right. to what I need to do in Tiverton or Little Compton. But I can take that idea and blend it, put it with something else and, and work on it, right? So mm -hmm. if we look at our tobacco policies and things like that in Tiverton, I think they are meeting the needs. We still have certain issues and we certainly need to um, develop more programs to help with that. But we don't need to start at the policy level. I think the policy is fairly solid, whereas Amy's working on adjusting policy to, to help drive program and, and uh, actions. Um, so that's, I think it's fun. We meet with other mm -hmm. coalition coordinators across the state. Uh, in a, next week, we're going to meet with coalition members from across the nation. Um, so we get lots of ideas of different things that we can work on on various topics. Um, one that I'm focused on right now is looking at wellness. Um, and we're doing that across Newport County. Uh, so we've gotten everybody involved with their ideas and putting together a program. So uh, taking that and trying to work from grade one through grade 12 and develop a program that can be used throughout. I think it's fantastic. It's a nice way for us to get a very positive message out there about good decision making, about your entire life, your whole self. Um, and, and that's something I'm personally interested in. So I get to add not only what's needed for the community, but things that I personally enjoy and like doing. He's done a great job. <laughs> that has been an interesting project to be looking in on because it really does show how um, the county works together. You guys, as mm -hmm. coordinators work together, 
but how each of your individual communities is so different in um, how you approach things. Um, so it's it's been interesting. I know it's been a little frustrating maybe too, in some cases. Oh, yeah. um, you know, it wouldn't be a good project if it wasn't. But yeah. I, I find that so interesting, um, the buy-in from different people in different communities. Yeah, mm -hmm. but you know, to, to Greg's question, we've got one program here, we've got a tool, we built a tool. And now we're putting that down into each of the municipalities and each one is going to deploy that differently. Mm -hmm. Correct. And it'll be fun to see the, the impact, you know, is there a positive impact with one approach or is there something we can do better in the next year? We'll learn a lot from that. Mm -hmm. I know you're all doing the Rhode Island student survey. That's, um, yeah. that's lined up for this spring. Um, would either of you want to tell the listeners about it and the importance? So the student survey, uh, which is um, done by Buddha, which is um, our behavioral health, um, has RIDE, Rhode Island uh, Education, um, Department of Education, sorry, um, has to approve it. Um, and then it is, is brought into the um, schools between uh, grades six through 12. Um, and basically, it is a list of questions. I believe it is uh, takes about 30 to 35 minutes. And it's a list of questions that we're asking, well, not we, but the survey asks about, asks to the kids about everything from, from alcohol, uh, smoking, vaping, cannabis, prescription drugs, uh, mental health, bullying, is in there. Um, and now uh, gambling is in there. Um, so it's just um, trying to capture what we're seeing um, as issues within our communities. So um, it's a statewide uh, survey. So um, there are, you know, cities and towns that do it um, everywhere. Um, and from there, we're able to see really kind of, they can really break it down to even to the schools um, on, on what those issues are, um, kids are facing right now. And then from there, um, our organization is able to collect that data and do uh, try to help with the needs that the kids are facing, right? So, um, and um, Brian, you guys have that, you do the student survey over that way too, right? Yeah, um, we actually, myself, I started last March. Uh, that was my first introduction to this work. And that was taking place and we started, not taking place, we were getting um, additional information. So it, it takes a while after the survey. And I was actually able to read through the data for the first time. And very eye-opening of mm -hmm. things um, that are actually occurring out there. They give a lot of information about how people are, how uh, youth are getting access uh, to varied substances, the the frequency at which they are using any substances. And then you start, you know, as going through that and learning this, and then I spent the year kind of talking about this and preparing for the next round of it. And you hear some of the, the political side, the, the controversy behind um, the survey, that there's some communities that don't necessarily want to know that information. 
which is a little scary to me that, yeah. you know, you may want to bury your head in the sand, but it's there. Our, yeah. our students are using different substances in different ways, uh, usually not to their betterment. So having some understanding of to what extent and how it's happening and what we might be able to do to prevent or amend that, I think is, is a fantastic tool. Looking forward to seeing what happens this year with it. You know, a lot of people have um, given it a negative impression because they think that students may lie on it, right? They may exaggerate. I read some of the results. I don't think they're lying. Mm, <laughs> you know, right. when you're coming in around 30% of the student population that is using cannabis, I think that's probably pretty accurate. Um, given, you know, you, when you're in the schools, you get to meet some of these students and you get a feel for it. And I don't think it's as much as being exaggerated. There might be some. I'm sure there are a couple of students that don't take it seriously. But right. in the reality, when you start looking at the data, it makes sense. Absolutely. And I know um, from the 2022 survey, um, sadly, there wasn't as many um, participants in Newport. So my hope is to really encourage um, the participation in Newport more this time around so that we can capture that information. Um, so hopefully, I you know, um, we go to the board, uh, not board, sorry, the school committee um, to have our ours approved um, next month. So my hope is that everybody will be on board and we can actually make this a positive thing. Um, you know, I know, like you said, Brian, it, it kind of has that negative feel to it, but mm -hmm. this, it, it should be positive. We should, we should encourage our kids to answer truthfully and um, know that in the end, it, there's going to be help that comes from it. I know we have um, a great evaluator that um, yes. greens and cleans the, the data too. So if there is a student that does lie, the series of questions that are looked at, um, they can determine if there's yeah. some opposite answers or some, you know, incorrect and they just eliminate that yeah. survey. So as soon, as soon as they pick up, uh, someone has said they use marijuana here and they don't use it here or something contradicts itself, they just get rid of all that. So, yeah. right. That's good to hear. I've never seen all the questions. I don't know, Amy, if you have. Um, yeah. It's it's good to know that those are baked in like a good survey should be. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And Amy um, has memorized. Yeah. I, <laughs> exactly. I'll forward those to you, Brian. Um, you know, um, it's, I, I think also with, so the last time that the student survey was done, um, marijuana cannabis was not legal in Rhode Island. So now mm. that it is, this, this survey is going to definitely present different from the last one. So it really is going to be quite interesting to see, um, you know, just to point out some positives. The last survey I saw with Newport, it did show that smoking cigarettes had gone down, right? But with that, vaping had gone up. Some of the positives uh, looking at the survey was that um, smoking cigarettes had gone down in Newport um, in the 2020 
to um, survey, but it also where the cigarettes smoking had gone down, the vaping had gone up. So um, it is great that the kids are not smoking cigarettes, but we do have to, you know, look at why they are choosing vaping, right? So um, it is it is a really positive um, survey to to look at. I'll be curious. I, I'm not sure if the survey is updated to look at other ways of nicotine now getting into the the body. Just reading recently about right. Zen Zen right. Right? The Zen pouches that are essentially just nicotine that you can shove under your lip. You're not getting the tobacco, but you are getting the high of the nicotine and what impact that has on younger people uh, specifically, even older people putting that under the tongue, the, the very mm -hmm. cancer risk, everything else. Um, it seems like we keep finding the new thing <laughs> each Absolutely. time. Um, and, you know, the youth are still chasing that, right? Mm -hmm. that, new, mm -hmm. oh, that new high, whatever it might be. Um, right. Are we keeping constant uh, updated and and figuring out everything that we need to know right big you challenge brought, you brought up an interesting point mentioning how you know it's dangerous for adults too and while we do care about adults um i think we meet with some opposition sometimes when we're talking about the, the risks and dangers around some substances is mm -hmm. we mainly um are concerned about youth or often our concerns are around youth use. I mean, we we are concerned about adults too, but it's right. important to um, realize that when we're talking about the dangers of nicotine in the schools, we're worried about our youth. You know, we're, we're not coming yeah. after 22 yeah. plus, 21 plus people. And, the, right. the message changes a bit from youth when we get into the adult population with youth, we're really focusing a lot on the prevention message, of, you know, not starting uh, right. because the impact is so much greater, right? When we move into the adult population, we talk more about harm reduction, um, trying to reduce out some of the usage or making sure that if you are using substances, you're using them in a way that hopefully won't kill you immediately. Uh, some things may kill you with exposure over time. Um, so, it's a difficult little tap dance you do moving from youth to older population and making sure that your message is appropriate for them uh, and acceptable. Now, just to, to go back a little, these uh, surveys, these are anonymous or? Yes, they are. Um, so the kids now, they, they used to have them um, on paper. <laughs> years ago, but now the kids are able to do it um, just like on their Chromebooks, like they're doing working in school. And um, it is anonymous. Um, and there is a proctor a teacher who just doesn't look over their shoulder to see what they're answering. They're basically making sure that um, students are not on a different website, you know, and that they are the hope is, is that we are getting these kids to participate. So, um, but it is so much easier for them to capture all the information because it is now online. So, yes. And it goes from grade seven to 12, I believe. We've gotten the, the school aspect and you told us about some of the school directives that you are, school directives and school initiatives that you are uh, working on. What about within the community? Is the are the coalitions involved in the community? And if so, how? 
Yeah, I think both of us um, and mm -hmm. other coalition coordinators that we've talked to, they do spend quite a bit of time out in the community. You know, I've done everything from working at a health fair at the senior center to uh, child safety day in Tiverton, uh, participating in our local farmer's market just to get information out there and uh, to be visible in the community, uh, working with our town councils, trying to present to them, uh, be in front of them as much as we can, um, and working with local police department on initiatives there, our drug take-back days. Um, so yeah, we're, act we're active out in the community quite a bit. Um, that's building over time. Absolutely. Yeah, because again, uh, you know, just to kind of go back to it, what, we need to know what everybody in the community is doing and having them participate with us and getting to know who we are and what our mission is, is um, so important. So um, getting a chance to be in the community, I think is no, no offense to my coworkers, but that's my favorite part, right? Like is, is going out and, and seeing the people. Um, so, you know, I've been, I've been blessed because I am doing it in the place where I grew up. So um, I'm able to say a little bit more to a few more people um, than, you know, maybe Brian has the opportunity to because I went to school with all these parents, yeah. these parents that um, are within my community. So it's, it's, and I'm able to pull them in and, and hope that they will be involved, um, you know, um, in the coalition or in whatever programs we're, we're trying to initiate. So, um, yeah. Um, and, you know, for, for Newport, I'm, I feel very blessed that we have um, Conexion Latina Newport um, and uh, getting the opportunity to work with people um, that I don't speak Spanish, but you know what? The ladies at Conexion Latina do, and they know that there is a need within their community as well. Um, so whatever I'm able to do for them and get it translated translated in Spanish, I'll do it. So um, for example, we have um, Hidden in Plain Sight uh, gonna be taking place at Conexion Latina in February. Um, and Hidden in Plain Sight is one of um, Polly's uh, babies um, and it's a mock teenager's bedroom and, and, and it shows highlights all the different areas in which kids are able to hide anything from cigarettes, alcohol, uh, pot, cannabis, sorry, um, and um, pills, um, uh, let's see what else laxatives um, there are a whole array of things so I'm thrilled that Conexion Latina Newport is giving us the opportunity to come in um, and work with them to bring our our um, information to that to their community it's super important to be able to work with everybody in the community so um, yeah and the other nice part is we because we are connected to Newport County uh, prevention coalition we do work together on occasion uh, last summer we were at gay pride together out there in newport yeah. that was fantastic um i know amy was working with um people experiencing homelessness this past week so she's out mm -hmm. in the community doing things uh 
with that population. So we get involved. We get not involved just in the town we're in. We we try to spread that a little bit, even though our focus is uh, our specific municipalities. We get that opportunity to get involved in other things throughout the county. I think that's important for people to know because we often get labeled like we sing or drugs people. Yep. Right. Where people end their their thoughts of us, you know, we're right. I mean, our ultimate goal is to be totally preventable, right? But absolutely, <laughs> you know, we just we just want to spread the message to you know make it all work. With all of your community work, uh, do you ever find yourself struggling to to get into any particular communities or any particular audiences? Mm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, again, we've talked a little bit about the stigma of the type of work we do that kind of keeps us out of some places. Um, we just have to keep pushing in, doing little bits uh, as best we can, make ourselves available. The, the topics keep coming up for in the varied communities. So um, if we're seen as a provider of some type of resource, information, service, whatever it may be, uh, if we're there and we continue to be there, we'll get into those populations where we we struggle a bit right now. So, I think the uh, you know one of the and I, I can just say it um, it is hard to get into some of the schools and sometimes it's not for a lack of trying or lack of wanting us there. It's lack of time. Um, you mm -hmm. know, like there sometimes there's just not enough time in the day for the, for stuff to happen within the schools and um, administration teachers, they all have to make hard decisions on what do we say yes to and what do we say no to? So I think that's where it's, it's a hard, a hard, um, you know, I don't want to say it's a hard sell, but um, that's where some of that struggle is. It's not necessarily, they don't want us there. It's just, how do we fit them in you know so um yeah so it is something we have some others that, there was one uh that has been a little frustrating it's not even in Tiverton but we've been working together to try to get into the Newport Folk Festival yeah. to have a presence there um so we can work with some of the stuff that we call harm reduction get information out there have Narcan available on site training available for people who want to know how to use Narcan in the event um, they need it, right? We look at it that there's stuff that goes on in these events that is totally preventable, right? We, we can be a service. We can be out there in the community. We're not getting that message into that group well enough or any of the, the festival group, right? Mm -hmm. We want them to see us as a, a partner uh, to make right. sure that things work really well. Um, and just have information for people. We're struggling. We haven't gotten that success yet. I think they're, again, the stigma, uh, not wanting that message attached to a very happy day where music is playing. Well, uh, it's a very happy day, but there's some things that could go wrong. Correct. Right. Even on inadvertently, you know, like um, I, I believe older people also attend the folk festival. Someone could mm -hmm. have gotten and taken their medicine twice. Someone um you know could have some other health risks and their medicine is acting adversely to what's affecting them 
I, kids could get into something. Um, there's there's tons of, I'm going to say, other reasons than all the stigmatizing reasons that people first go to. Right. Um, I hear this a lot in our trainings is um, instead of calling people out, we should be calling people in. I think that's a new catchphrase. Oh. But um, I, I think that is the hard part is calling people in in this you know because people have their barriers up about um, what prevention means to them and we need to call them in yeah 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 and i do think sometimes you got to call them out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with a good call out right. Right. <laughs> well i think even with um talking about the newport folk festival you think about like we'll just go to the social norms right so what is expected at a at the folk festival or the jazz festival and you know i mean they have a beer garden i so like you know the social norm is is it's okay to do x y and z um but it's great to have these options to have somebody who can talk about prevention um so it doesn't have to happen you can just right. go and enjoy music yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll use a, another example of struggling trying to get in. We've got a few different communities within Tiverton where we know that we would have a, a positive impact, uh, whether it's through our mental health um, first aid training for varied groups, whatever it might be. Um, one of those communities down at Sandy Woods has been very welcoming. Mm -hmm. They bringing anything we want in-house accepting us. However, we've got another community very similar in makeup at the Mill Street uh, apartments. We're not getting much success at trying to pull them in. And it could be a communication issue. It could be a time issue. It could be, a, I don't know. We need to pull them in and maybe partner with Sandy Woods and try to get those groups together uh, because we've got great resources we could provide in that part of the community there. Uh, it's just getting that access trying to figure out how to make it work. Sometimes um, your job is part detective too, because sometimes people just say no. You have to figure out why they're saying no, because we can be very accommodating if, you know, if it Absolutely. is the time yep. whatever. Um, and a lot of people don't want to um, maybe burden us or, you know, like, or, and are just like, oh no, I can't, do, you know, I can't do that. When, if they shared what the barrier was, we might be able to help. Absolutely. Yeah. What else do you guys want everyone to know about the coalitions? Hmm. We're fun people. Greg is with us. We really are. Yeah, I mean, yeah. in the office. Right. <laughs> Amy's more fun than I am, but. No, not at all. <laughs> I, you, I could talk about the fact that I'm, I'm trying to really get some support. Who knows? Maybe there's other places other than in Newport, but. Um, really to bring teen mental health first aid um, to our island. Um, I think um, obviously mental health um, for youth is, is uh, we're in a crisis. There's very, um, very little um, resources here on the island. Um, Rhode Island Kids Count just recently had, um, had done some work with Newport. Um, they were funded um, to work with um, the Van Buren Foundation to look at um, what our mental health um, 
resources were. And um, the kids are struggling. Um, and, you know, I think being that I'm a parent, I know kids listen to kids, right? So this is how they think they know everything, um, right? So, um, you know, let's let's give them some information so that they can talk to one another about it's okay to not be okay, right? So that is something that um, I'm trying to work with Bridget Manning, um, who's part of our No Wrong Door, um, to see if we can find a youth serving organization that um, would want to partner with us um, to start that off here on the island, because I think it's just so important for the kids to get trained in how to speak with one another about mental health um, situations. So um, that's definitely something that, you know, would be great to have on this island because our kids really care about each other, you know? So we just, let's just give them the tools to help one another, you know? So that is something that is near and dear to my heart. So, yeah. You're looking mm -hmm. for an actual teen mental health first aid, because I know that there's another teen mental health first aid where it's facilitated to adults who work with teens, but you're looking Correct. for it to be facilitated. That is that is um, youth mental health first aid for the adults working with children. So, um, and we've, and, and we have that here. So anybody can get in touch with Bridget Manning to, to try to start a training for that, or you can get in touch with me and I'll connect you. Um, but the teen mental health first aid is like teens training one another on how to, to, work with each other on mental health stuff. So, um, and knowing, um, signs of, you know, distress, um, what kids should do, um, you know, going to a, you know, a trusted adult, um, and when to have these conversations. So I just think that, um, there could be, we could just do better, you know? So that's the hope is that, and, it, and it's very interesting because in order to be able to have that, we can't just sign up and, and get Bridget and Bridget trained. They have to work with um, a youth serving or a school and train 10% of the staff that work there to do this so that it can go. It's just like a little trickle effect so that everybody can keep doing it. So it would be really wonderful. So although it's not drugs, alcohol, or what have you, I, I still, you know, this is Brian, like talking about how still part of the, the, um, I don't know, like wraparound for, for coalition Our you know, we, we try to do it all yeah. together. So, yeah. The, uh, to Amy's point, we can do better, but I also think we can do more. <laughs> Yeah. Um, if we get some help, if we get some people involved in the coalitions, right? I look at all the varied opportunities. I love the idea of connecting with youth through sports. Um, in Tiverton, we have a great new building that's up the Longplex. They're doing fantastic things there. There's a lot of activities, not just Tiverton, but it's a, people from all over the state that are coming in there. 
great opportunity to do things like mental health for children, right? right. Uh, of all the people that are there bringing their kids in for sports activities, pull them in and do something else with them there to help them help help them help their kids. There's so much more we could do. We've got um, a fantastic rec committee in Tiverton. They do programming throughout the year, um, but they do little league sports. Okay. It's another, another opportunity there that we could be doing different types of mental health training for uh, coaches. We could do Narcan training for anybody that is uh, out there on the fields. Right. So there's so many different things we can do in any of the communities Little Compton has great opportunity for different types of trainings through the community center there, uh, through the churches there. It's just finding the time to do it, right? right. I, I only have so many hours in my day uh, <laughs> right. and I'm a part-time guy. So right. we'd love to have some assistance within the coalition to do and, more. Right. Do better. I think, that, I think good point, Brian, because I think a lot of people um, feel like they, they don't have time to do it, right? Um, yep. because you know, it, you know, whether something's two hours, six hours, it's like, well, how am I going to fit that in? How am I fitting that in? But I think when it comes to, um, our kids, we always want to do, we want to do for them. Right. So, um, yeah. we have to figure out where, where we're, um, where, where we can make changes, switch things out can, you know, instead of doing this, maybe I go to a Narcan training, maybe instead of this, I do a safe homes training or maybe spend six hours with the Bridgets and do a mental health first aid training. So, um, I know it sounds daunting, but you know, it's worth it in the long run. Right. So yeah, I you know to your point, I, I, a lot of people I talk to, I feel like such a slacker because I <laughs> realize how much they do. Right, mm-hmm. if they've got kids or whatever, they're involved in the community, they're volunteering here, and they're they're doing yeah. this, that, and the other. And I get it. There's there's and we're asking for more. Absolutely. But there's some other people like me that might be on the couch a little bit more than they should be. So <laughs> you know, take an hour, spend an hour a month with us, spend a couple. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. That's right. Mm-hmm. If there are people listening who want to spend an hour, um, I was going to say on the couch with you, but wow. no. <laughs> That's a different so, coalition. A lot of the meetings are virtual, so you could spend you could yeah. be on your couch. That's right. Um, do you mind sharing your emails so people could reach out and find out what opportunities are out there for them? Sure. Mine's pretty easy. I'm uh, Tiverton at rhodeislandprevention.org. I can also be reached at littlecompton at And I just have one email, which is newport at riprevention.org. Yes. It was uh, great having you both. Great um, hearing what's going on in your communities. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. For Thank having- you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Our pleasure. Thank H- you. Hope to see you around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> around the office, down the door. Bye. 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 Thank you.